Thanks for tuning in to Leadership Lowdown. This is Vic Verschereau right here on the Michigan Business Network. And from time to time, I have an opportunity to gather old friends together and talk to them about what's going on in their life. And oftentimes, the stunning things they do kind of always brings a smile to my face. And one of my things that I'm so proud of is my personal involvement in an organization called Rotary for so many years ago. And this gentleman actually is the Rotary District President. And so I'm so glad to have an old friend with us. Jeff Lightbrand. Jeff, welcome to our show. Well, Vic, hey, it's great to be with you and good to talk with you again. Yeah, and it's fun to have you here. And of course, uh, it's not that you're not busy because you've got a lot of things going on. You are our district governor for district number 6310. And of course, Rotary has district governors all around the world, I think. But before we get into all that, tell us a little bit about where your district is located, where you live, uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, fantastic. Excuse me, our district is primarily in central to northeast Michigan. We've got 30 clubs, clubs that go all the way to North Alpena, and then come along the beautiful Lake Huron shoreline to uh, include Oscoda, and then down to Penconning, Standish, and then we skip over Gladwin, Mount Pleasant, and I'm not going to try to name them all, but Mount Pleasant would be the furthest to the west. And then a couple of clubs in Midland, a couple of clubs in, well, in Bay City, Saginaw, of course, Frankmuth, then we go down Chesting, Wasso, Durant, and then we skip across the tip of the thumb all the way east to Harbor Beach on Lake Huron. I happen to be in the Pigeon Rotary Club, but we have today about 46 members, which is quite honestly something we're extremely proud of, Vic. I think you should be. That's for a 700-person town, right? So that's pretty well, good. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we actually have 1,200. Oh. Oh, wow, you guys are having an explosion up there. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been 1,200 forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. And, of course, that was one of the things I was going to ask you, Jeff, is honestly, how many years have you been a member of that uh, club up there? Yeah, just over 35 years. Wow. Like it's been. Yeah. Well, and so when people think about Rotary Clubs, you know, that's a lot of civic organizations. And almost every town that's any kind of a town actually has a big sign out in front of it and always you got those different various uh, civic clubs that their logos are there on that sign. And it's always fun for me to pull into a town with Rotary. And there's something interesting about Rotary that I think is really cool because if you're a Rotarian, you're expected to attend those meetings, aren't you? Well, yeah, you know, that's evolved over the years. Certainly early in my Rotary journey, the expectation was pretty high. The organization, because, you know, quite honestly, it's an organization that's built on fellowship, and networking and you know that's really difficult to do if you have a membership that's not attending on a regular basis <laughs> right. it, it was an expectation we took a lot of pride and celebrated those that had near you know 100 percent attendance or near 100 percent attendance and over the years Vic, i gotta tell you that many of my mentors in our local club here in pigeon uh set that bar pretty high you know i followed in their tracks as best I could. You know, and a big part of that, that one might ask, well, how on earth if you're in business and you're traveling, how on earth do you uh, get 100% attendance? Well, a Rotary makes it really easy because they encourage makeups at other clubs. And so the beauty is you can pop into a club in another community, whether it's, you know, 20 miles away or, you know, 2,000 miles away or around the world. You can pop into a club and say, hey, I'm a Rotarian, and you're welcome immediately. Well, and the red carpet's rolled out for you, Jeff. Well, that's one of the things I love about Rotary is 
It's an international organization that's known throughout the world. And there's so many great things that can happen by having people that you just walk in and all of a sudden, if you're a visiting Rotarian from 100 miles away or three countries away, it doesn't matter. You get an absolute warm handshake and somebody welcomes you in a really cool way. It feels good, right? Honestly. Well, you know, it does. You know, we've been blessed and we've had opportunities to visit Rotary clubs around the world. And it's just really kind of fascinating because uh, all of a sudden you're uh, immediately welcome. But then the next cool thing is, oh, you're not from around here, are you? And you need uh, directions. You need uh, advice on, you know, what to see or what to do. And in fact, hop in with me. <laughs> and let me give you a tour of our town or our city, and that's happened to me on many occasions. Isn't that something? Well, you know, and Jeff, that's one of the things that I think is really exciting. We're going to talk about this as we unpack uh, your responsibility and some of the challenges that come with leading a volunteer organization. But when I think of civic organizations, a lot of people, if they're the local banker that got reassigned to that small town and they're passing through, sometimes they'll actually say, well, sign up for the Rotary Club. Well, I would adamantly disagree with that. Sign up for the club that makes sense to you and has your values that you can commit all your effort and all of your love and, and free time to, and then you're going to have a productive time inside that civic organization. Because I think Rotary has some really great principles and some amazing things that really have changed the world in so many positive ways. And I know that you're going to help us understand that here when we uh, unpack this. So, Jeff, so grateful you joined us today here on the Leadership Lowdown. So glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, and we'll be right back. for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. This is the Leadership Lowdown, and you found it right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, and I have with me today Jeff Lycrant, who is the District Governor for Rotary International in, in District 6310. So, Jeff, in the last segment, we were talking a little bit about Rotary. There's so much to know about this great organization. I want to make sure we manage our time right. And so one of the things that my theory and my thoughts are is I used to love the requirement of actually needing to keep my attendance in good shape when I was a Rotary Club member because it allowed me the excuse to drive to a town 25 miles away that when I was there on business and stop in and go to the Rotary Club. And that gave me a chance to introduce myself to new business people there in town. It gave me a chance to expand my uh, networking platform, and I just loved it. Now, I know social media and all the other things that go on today 
various ways to do that and probably quicker and more efficiently. But maybe rotaries figure that out along the way with some of their attendance requirements, right? Yeah. Well, let me just kind of pick that apart a little bit. Like, uh, so Rotary is a worldwide organization of you know 1.4 million members. And we take a lot of pride in that. And that being said, our, our membership over the years has really been fairly flat, to be honest. And so as an organization, Rotary is really looking for ways to address that and be more inclusive to those that have a passion and a desire to serve their communities. So as we look at that, we're understanding that, you know, it might be difficult for some individuals to make weekly every week. And so Rotary has said, okay, you know, if a club wants to meet just twice a month, that's absolutely fine. We're not going to keep hard and fast attendance standards, if you will. But, you know, there again, I think it's important to point out that like anything, you get out of it what you put into it. Mm, you know, yeah. If we've got an individual that says, you know, uh, I hate to say this, and there are anyone's dirty laundry, but you know, <laughs> there's on occasions we have what we call rhinos. And rhino is short for Rotarians in the only. Oh. <laughs> uh, so they show up on our rosters, but nobody really knows who they are in the to me, that's rather unfortunate because yeah. every one of us has something that we can give, something that we can share, you know, our skill in a certain area, our expertise, you know, our willingness to serve others. And so, you know, we're really working hard to open the doors and create new pathways to membership. Well put, Jeff. And one of the things that I was really excited about being a Rotarian is that part of what it was in my day was world peace through greater understanding. And what I would mean by that, just if you know somebody, understand their culture, you have a friend maybe in a foreign country, all of a sudden you've got maybe some connection that you didn't have uh, before and maybe some greater understanding about that culture. And so while I'm here on that subject, I want to stop this for a second. There's different programs to be involved with. Some are young professionals where you can go to foreign countries and do a short-term study abroad as a professional. And we were hosting a series of, I think it was six Rotarians that came from South Korea. And they actually came to our little humble abode when I was up in Carroll, Michigan. And it was so exciting for me to have a chance to be with them. And of course, everybody gave them these American meals. And for whatever reason, I decided I would make them shish kebabs and some wild rice. And they were just so excited because they felt it was closer to the eating that they would like to be doing anyways because they were kind of tired of the American hamburgers. But what happened that night was magical. We sat around a bonfire and that gentleman, one of the gentlemen, brought out a small little fife that he played that he had brought and had been with him for all these years, made out of bamboo. And it was just magical. In that moment, I remember that like it was yesterday. This is 25 years ago. And I can tell you that it was a treasured moment in my life. And I think, Jeff, that's what Rotary does, is it makes the world smaller and brings us closer together. What are your thoughts? Well, I totally agree. And I've been the very fortunate recipient of that very program. It was called Group Study Exchange and certainly was one of the gem programs of Rotary International. I had the opportunity to lead a team of non-Rotarians to Australia for a month. And oh, wow. we just had a wonderful time making connections and maintain those connections yet today. And it's really fascinating because now, you know, we're texting or emailing each other back and forth and, you know, sharing each other's views on, you know, what's going on in the world and 
how we can make a positive impact for peace, if you will, or even just simply understanding each other's backgrounds and cultures that much better. So that and uh, Youth Exchange has been a strong program for Rotary. And so as you maybe know, Rotary has seven areas of focus. And the first one is peace building and conflict prevention. Peace building? Peace building and conflict resolution. And kind of, oh, that's outstanding. Uh, Jeff, I can't wait to get into that in some detail. With those seven coming at me and a break coming at me, I'm going to pull up right there and make sure that we don't cut that off. I want to talk about those seven ideals when we come right back from this break. You found the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verschereau with Jeff Leibrand, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. We've got Jeff Leibrand right here from the District Rotary Office. He's District 6310 Governor, and we're so glad that Jeff could join us right here on the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. You know, Jeff, before we went to break, you mentioned the seven uh, different areas. You mentioned the focus. I want to make sure we had plenty of time to talk about that. So lead me off again with uh, the number one. Yeah, so the Rotary has seven areas of focus that we really concentrate our energies on. And the first one is peace building and conflict prevention. So, you know, along those lines, we provide scholarships, if you will, for peace scholars. We have peace scholars that identify every year that uh, we put through uh, formal training to uh, better understand peace building techniques. And so, I mean, that's a hugely important. And then the exchange programs you talked about all kind of plays into that. And it's important to know right now today, in the midst of some serious conflict in the world, Rotarians are stepping up in a material fashion and actually there's been several million dollars already donated by Rotarians to help especially the conflict in Ukraine providing medicine and uh, shelter and whatever we can provide to uh, the Ukrainians that are being displaced at this moment so and the other cool part about that is we have Rotary clubs located in Ukraine Mm. and in Poland and other surrounding countries that are really coming to the aid of uh, those refugees. So then beyond that, we have the next area of focus, disease prevention and treatment. 
And one of our cornerstone projects that we've been working on for years has been the eradication of polio. Right. We actually started that project back in 1985, believe it or not. And we're getting really close to the complete eradication, but it's an ongoing effort. We've been partnered with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for several years, generating millions of dollars to help with the polio vaccine. You might be interested to know, since the beginning of this year, there's only been one case of polio identified in the world, and that happens to be in Afghanistan. Back in 2019, there was 176 cases in the world. And so we're really making some strong, strong headway in the eradication of polio. Well, and I just happen to know this as a fact. They've actually stopped wars to allow Rotary to come in and vaccinate various cities or villages or whatever. The work that Rotary has done in the cause of polio eradication is stunning. There's no question about that. And talk about being a part of something that has purpose and a noble cause. Right there it is. So I just had to throw that in, Jeff, and I think it's a fantastic element. What's number three? Well, number three is uh, water, sanitation, and hygiene. And so along those lines, our district in particular has been involved with some projects around the world. Uh, specifically, we've sent teams down to the Dominican Republic to help with the construction of water systems, to develop clean water, construction of latrines. So once you teach people that they should be using a latrine, then we need to teach people the proper use of washing their hands. And so they're not spreading disease around. We've got Rotarians in our district here that have been involved in India with the construction of uh, water systems and waste management systems for an orphanage in India. And so those are important projects. And then, you know, the next one is maternal and child health, helping, you know, young expectant mothers know how to, you know, be a part of proper prenatal care programs and that type of thing. And then the next one is basic educational literacy, and we're just so excited about that. In fact, just this morning, Vic, I had an opportunity to go out to our local elementary school and read to kindergartners and first graders. And it's so amazing to sit in front of a wide-eyed group of children (laughs) and just read, and they enjoy having someone from the outside come in, someone other than their teacher that they see every day, and the teachers enjoy a little bit of a break there, too. And some of our clubs are providing dictionaries. You just think that that's a standard item, but uh, a lot of kids would never get their own dictionary or a thesaurus. And so we've got a club in Birch Run that every year they provide their local third and fourth graders a dictionary or a thesaurus. And then continuing on community and economic development is one of our areas of focus. And then finally, we've just added a seventh one, and this is supporting the environment. Uh, So an example of that would be last year, our district participated with several other districts around the Great Lakes uh, Basin for what we called our Great Lakes Watershed Initiative. And so we were really proud for the first year, our district had just over 500 participants on one day gathered together along various stretches of the Great Lakes or its tributaries. And we cleaned up 10 tons worth of trash, whether it was out of the Titabwasi River or Wildfowl Bay uh, up here in the tip of the thumb or wherever. So it was a pretty powerful program that we intend on repeating again this year. Well, Jeff, man, those seven areas of focus are just stunning. What a great list. 
And what a great way to make a difference in the world, being local, but yet thinking globally. And man, that's really exciting. So Jeff, I'm excited to share those with us, and I'm glad you uh, took time to be with us here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're going to go pay some bills and come right back. Thanks for tuning in. Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. Found Leadership Lowdown, and we found Jeff Lightbrand here on the Michigan Business Network. He's the district governor for Rotary International in 6310 District. And of course, Jeff, in this last uh, segment, we talked about the seven areas of focus. Man, good stuff. And I just started thinking about when we consider volunteers and we consider being an effective organization, some of the stuff you mentioned are some pretty heady exciting things, but then you mentioned a local club that was giving out dictionaries and thesauruses. It makes me think that there's a lot of different ways to plug in and that a Rotary Club can be of value and service in these areas of uh, focus. But I guess I'm wondering, in your thoughts, how do we keep volunteers motivated, volunteers focused, so that they're not overwhelmed and that they feel like they're making a difference? Well, you know, that's a really complex question. It, it really is. You know, the challenge is that there's so many great ideas out there. And it's how do you bring a group of volunteers together and you have a number of ideas that bubble up and you know that you have maybe certain resources that you can use or certain talents or skill sets. And then how do you identify those projects that have merit, move forward without really causing someone to say, well, man, you didn't support my project. Yeah. So how do you keep them engaged? Yeah. So there's a lot to that. So part of what I might share with you is that, you know, every year Rotary by nature has a new leadership. So every club has a brand new club president each year. And that's kind of cool that it rotates around like that. So it gives others an opportunity to be in that leadership role. And in fact, we just came off of a weekend of what we call President-Elect's Training Seminar. Oh, yeah. That's we bring right. these future leaders. They'll take term on July 1st. We bring these future leaders together, and they share best practices. They uh, learn from some great people that have been strong leaders themselves. They learn from each other and share project ideas. And it's just a powerful program. In fact, we just had an opportunity to hear from our incoming international president, 
who her name is Jennifer Jones from the Windsor, Ontario area, who's just a dynamic leader in her own right, and in fact will be the first female president of Rotary International in our 117 years old. Wow. I'm proud of her. But you know, back to your question, you know, I think it is a challenge because you know, oftentimes we'll get people that will make the comment and say, "Well, we're just volunteers." Well, we aren't just volunteers, but we're also committed community servants, too. And so sometimes, you know, there's a double-edged sword there. you got to give people a little bit of latitude, a little bit of space. As a leader, it's important to encourage them and keep them motivated. They have family lives. They have, you know, their own personal things going on. So there's that fine line there. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's what's so interesting is when you think about volunteers, you know, I used to have a saying, Jeff, that volunteers don't. And what I mean by that is that they don't volunteer. They typically have to be asked. And I think when you start thinking about performance and having effective clubs, you've got to have the right people in the right spots and the old, the right people on the bus. You've got to have those people that can do certain things, not just somebody that will but somebody that has that right connection, that right skill set, and then ask them how to do it. And so, Jeff, one of the things I think, and maybe you can give me your thoughts on, on this, is when we ask somebody, if we ask them an ambiguous question, would you like to be involved and do this year's program planning? Well, that sounds pretty wide open. And so I, often I think if the ask comes up with, hey, Jeff, I've been thinking about you, I think you would be ideal to help Rory make their annual plan. And I was wondering if you'd be willing to lead that. It's just a 12-month commitment, and all it's about is trying to identify those key areas that are top priorities for our organization. Would you be willing to do that for us? Because I think you'd be great. That's a way different question, a way different ask. And so any thoughts on getting volunteers involved and getting them basically off the bench and into the game? Well, I mean, you said it absolutely right. Uh, in fact, we just had this conversation a few of us this past weekend. But uh, oftentimes I've seen this happen firsthand where we ask for volunteers and then we get frustrated because nobody raises their hands. <laughs> I'm personally a testament of an individual that 35 years ago when I joined Rotary, and I'm this wet behind the ears guy just doing in business and I'm just starting out with my family. And here I have a community leader and, you know, I can't remember the exact person, but it was either the superintendent of our schools or the administrator of our local hospital or the CEO of our local bank that put their arm around me and said, Jeff, we'd like you to take this project on. We think you've got the skill sets to do it. Would you be willing to do it? Mm-hmm. And how do you say no to that? <laughs> right. you know, when you've got somebody endorsing you like that and you know that they're going to be behind you and help you along the way. It was just absolutely moving and powerful for me. And, you know, so I think you said it very well. We just got to identify the skill sets that an individual has and make certain that we put them in the right spot to succeed. Oh, absolutely, Jeff. And I think, you know, that's the same old thing. You know, if somebody comes up and says, you know, I've asked everybody, would you be willing? (laughs) You feel like you're the leftover crumbs versus somebody that we've been given a lot of thought And we debated this because I don't think we can find anybody better than you. And all of a sudden that feels and kind of checks all the boxes as far as uh, feeling like you want to do something spectacular. Well, you're doing something spectacular here today, Jeff. Thanks for joining us here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verschereau. We'll be right back.
Looking for office furniture on a budget? Stop by the office outlet at 516 North Larch in downtown Lansing and save. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. The office outlet has a huge selection of new and used office furniture from brand name manufacturers, all at discounted prices. Save 50 to 90% on used seating, desks, files, and more. The office outlet is your destination for office furniture on a budget. Visit us online at officeoutletyes.com. This is the Michigan Business Network, and I'm Vic Bershaw right here on the Leadership Lowdown with a good friend of mine, Jeff Lycran. He is the district governor from 6310 Rotary District International. And, of course, you know, uh, Jeff, some of what we talked about that last segment was so important because there's so many volunteer organizations, and these are applicable concepts in terms of asking people and how we ask them and how we make them feel when we ask that question. And, of course, the one thing that happened years ago is if I understand the old Rotary, is that I couldn't just go and find the Jeff Lycran of my area and say, hey, I want to join Rotary. I had to be asked. And of course, there were only so many levels of, what I want to say, so many fewer in insurance. We already got an insurance guy, so we would look for some other professions. And there's ways around that. But tell me about that process. Is that still going on? How do you become a Rotary member? Well, that's a great question, Vic. You know, Rotary was founded on what we call the classification system. In other words, what that means is we were really wanting a very diverse group of individuals. We didn't want all doctors or lawyers or insurance people. We were looking for just the richness that comes out of diversity. So, you know, we were very deliberate about, and as you mentioned, there's ways to think about it. You know, if we were looking for a member and we already had someone that's in the insurance industry, we might say, well, you know what, you specialize in homeowners insurance, but we want someone that's going to be a specialist in the life insurance arena, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so we would create pathways to make it work. Yeah. And so, you know, again, it's all about the richness of diversity. And so the other thing that we've been experiencing is that, you know, if you go into any community, any town, you know, there's folks that can, like our club in Pigeon meets every Monday at noon. And there's some folks that say, you know what, we can't maybe meet Monday at noon. So how do we address that? So we've got some communities, some clubs that are looking at, well, or as an example in our own district, we're looking at, well, could we create another club opportunity to meet at a different time? So we're finding there's young professionals that are saying, you know, I could maybe meet maybe just twice after hours, you know, Mm -hmm. after work. So let's get together and have a, maybe a stand-up meeting, if you will, um, I don't need a big meal or anything like that, just a stand-up meeting, or maybe even uh, one meeting we'll meet in person, we'll kind of strategize, think about how we're going to serve our community, and then the next meeting we actually do just that. We actually go and provide community service on a project. So, you know, it's something that I think we really have to take a hard look at and create those pathways. And then, you know, think about some clubs kind of look all alike. Vic, I'm a middle-aged guy now. Some may argue that point, but I'm a middle-aged guy. <laughs> well, a little snow on the mountain, if you know what I mean, but I get you. <laughs> a, little, a little bit of gray hair, but, you know, we have to be careful that we don't start looking uh, all alike. And we we yeah, have to yeah. really make certain that we have a good cross-section of the makeup of our individual communities. Yeah. Well, you bring up a good point because from Rotary, my Rotary experience, one of my dearest friends in the Rotary Club when I was up there in Carroll, 
was an 80-year-old gentleman. He was just the funnest guy, and I just loved him to pieces. Now, we've lost him since, but I can tell you that that diversity grows from A to Z. I've got this 80-year-old friend, but then I also met one of my dearest friends that I still am in touch with because he moved down to Lansing as well by the name of Scott and his amazing son, Grant. The three of us have just this wonderful bond that all happened from Rotary Club. And of course, those are different ages, different backgrounds, different expectations. And I think that's the thing. I love what you said about the diversity issue because part of what this whole thing is and that I think is great is uh, world peace through greater understanding. Well, more powerful communities through greater involvement and understanding of your neighbors as well. And that's really the power of what I think you've pointed out here through the Rotary process. One of the things that in doing this, I just want to clarify about the membership option. Can I walk up to somebody and ask if I can be in, or is that still an invitation only? Well, I think it kind of goes both ways. Certainly, if there's an individual that has an interest and a desire in serving, we would certainly explore that. However, a prospective member technically needs to be proposed or invited by an existing board member. And part of the reason there, I'll be honest with you, there's a vetting process that our club goes through to make certain, and it's not real formal, but we want to maintain the highest of integrity and, and make certain that we are a club of sound individuals. And so, you know, if there's an individual that has kind of a murky background, you know, we maybe would say, you know, maybe now is not the right time. And I don't want to be harsh like that. But again, we want to be looked at as an organization that has the utmost of standards. And because, you know, we are looked to being leaders within the community. So that's a big part of it is making certain that if you have that interest, desire to approach a Rotarian and make your desires known. Well, you know, it's funny, Jeff, because I was just going to complain to you that I haven't been asked since I moved to Lansing, but boy, what you just said there, I should not bring that up, I don't think. Maybe maybe there's some issues I'm not aware of. <laughs> no, 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 that's not an issue. I'd be more than happy to <laughs> You're a good man, Jeff, and I'm so glad you took time to be with us right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. Perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. This is our final segment right here on the Leadership Lowdown. Here on the Michigan Business Network, I'm Big Bruce and I have with me today Jeff Lackran, who is the District Governor for Rotary International of 6310 District. And Jeff, you know, it can have been easy for civic organizations that are bent on relational 
opportunities and serving the public to have gone through a couple of years of a pandemic. Do you have any thoughts on how some of the clubs survived through all that? Are there any uh, local heroes that come to mind in that whole process? Well, yeah, I'll tell you, that was really an interesting challenge for many of us in our clubs throughout the district. And I'm just really so proud of how our clubs were overused word for sure, but how they were able to pivot. When clubs recognized that, you know, we were going to be locked down and could not meet, especially indoors, uh, a lot of the clubs got creative. And there were clubs that, you know, in the summertime, they said, you know what, we're going to meet out in the park. We're going to maintain our social distancing, but we need to be together. And that's the number one thing that I think most Rotarians would tell you is that, they joined Rotary for the fellowship. Mm-hmm. You know, the service is a big part of it, serving our communities, serving you know, humanity around the world. That's a huge part of what we do. But so many Rotarians uh, come together because, you know, let's face it, we're social beings. They want to be together. And so, you know, we met in very unique ways. We kind of worked through that and we learned. We learned quickly how to use technology. Zoom became our friend. I know we don't think so today. You know, most of us are so tired of Zoom. We've got that fatigue mindset, but Zoom really fulfilled the need to bring that connectivity together and bring us face to face and in a manner that kept us safe through the pandemic. And believe it or not, we actually thought that we would see some slippage in membership. And in fact, we did. As our district, we were able to maintain numbers. In fact, we had clubs, uh, one club comes to mind, uh, we had two clubs, Bay City, the Bay City Morning Club, they meet at like 7 o'clock in the morning, and they actually grew membership through the pandemic. Oh, wow. uh, president, well, past president now, but she was uh, just dynamic, her name is Carla DeRocher, and she had a heart and a passion to be welcoming and engaging, and if members were absent on a particular day of their meeting, she would follow up with them and just, you know, connect with them. And, and then, you know, others in the club are also following up and, you know, just staying in touch with one another. So it was just an amazing thing. Actually, in the past year, we've been able to grow our membership, which I'm just so proud of. Good stuff. Well, Jeff, one of the things that you just mentioned, I think, is really an indicator of something that's pretty important is people showing that you care. I mean, honestly, I think churches are a good example of somebody comes in, nobody says hi, they come and go. It was just not relational at all. It transfers to everything we do, whether it's business, whether it's civic organizations, or whether it's even something as simple as church, is showing somebody that you care enough to say hello, that you welcome them, that you missed them, that you engaged with them. And I think that's really a powerful scenario. And you really, I don't know, I don't think you can coach that, can you? Maybe make people aware of it, but it sounds like that president was kind of gifted and really the right person for the job at the right time. Yeah, she was. And yeah, it is something that is difficult to coach, but I think it can be done. We've actually asked Carla to share some of her secret sauce. Oh, nice. Yeah. Interestingly enough, her interprofessional life. She's the disciplinarian in basically public schools. Well, maybe everybody just showed up for membership just because they want to get in trouble. I don't know. That's well, it, it, right. It takes all kinds, and we're going to run out of time here, Jeff. So before I allow that time bomb to go off, well, let me just ask you real quickly: if people want to know more about Rotary, is there a way that you can direct them how they get a hold of you or the organization? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Rotary has a very robust website, rotary.org. 
if you're interested in joining Rotary, you can you know click on a button. If you want to donate to the many causes that Rotary is a big part of, especially right now, the relief efforts that are taking place in the Ukraine, very simple way to donate. Uh, if you want to learn more about our programs, it's all right there. And we'd be more than happy to reach out to you if you're interested. You know. Rotary presents such a strong value proposition, Vic, and there's something there for everybody, I believe. Whether you're young at heart or maybe you're a younger thinker still and maybe an aging body, we've got something for everybody, and we can uh, certainly use others to come alongside us to make this world a better place. I love that, Jeff. And isn't it sad for those people that uh, think, oh, that person's old and not worthy or that person's young and doesn't have the experience and just so much to be gained by stirring that pot and stirring that energy around to create some great outcomes. Rotary does that every single day. It's a tremendous organization and it's one that I was uh, proud to have been a member for over 15 years and a lot of great experiences. And Jeff, I'm really proud of you as the district governor and I'm so grateful for the work you're doing on the organization's behalf. So Jeff, thanks for joining us. You're a special guy and I really appreciate you. Well, I sure appreciate the time together, Vic. And just quickly, I'm here because I stand on the shoulders of my father and my grandfather, who are both Rotarians. My father is 88 years old and still serves our community as a Rotarian proudly today. So well, that's why I'm here. Well, a little shout out to Ted Lightbrand. He's always been somebody I've admired and I'm so impressed with. So impressed with you and so grateful for your time. Grateful that you tuned in to the Leadership Lowdown and grateful that this is the home of the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Bershow. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Yeah.